Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What's up, guys? It's official. The 2023 season is here. We're going to be, uh, this comes out on Thursday, so tonight we officially kick off the season with the cow with the Cowboys, with the Lions and the Chiefs, the defending world champions and the NFC North hopefuls to kick things off. And then we got the regular schedule, uh, 14 games, I think, on, on Sunday, and then the Monday nighter with Buffalo and the Jets to wrap things up. And, uh, yeah, we got a lot to get to. Welcome to the very first episode of the fourth phase and uh yeah i'm excited let's go ahead and uh dive in gonna do things a little bit different and i'm excited so let's get to it welcome to the fourth phase Presented by Bears Talk Underground and Sports Drink Media. And now, your host, Larry D. New show, new music, new intro, new season, 2023. It's finally here. Uh, we've been waiting for this. Uh, you guys have heard me say it a thousand times since the beginning of last year. Uh, hopefully, our beloved Chicago Bears will come out on top this Sunday and come out on top more often than not uh, this year. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a fun year one way or the other going to be doing this new format and this new show, the fourth phase. This is our NFL show. And, um, you know, like I said, doing things a little bit differently for the preview episodes, we're going to have what we call our pick six, the six games that we're going to focus on, do a little bit more of a deep dive on and then we'll uh, close out the show with what I'm going to call our all-out blitz. The remaining ten games on the schedule, uh, just kind of rapid fire, a couple of points here and there with my picks and who I think is going to come on top on Sunday or Monday or what have you. So uh, <clears throat> I think usually we'll have somewhat of a news and notes section, but aside from uh, Nick Bosa signing his deal uh, earlier this afternoon, five years, hundred seventy million. Dollars, 122 million guaranteed, making him the highest paid defensive player ever uh, in the NFL. Almost three million more uh, than Aaron Donald. It's an average salary of 34 million dollars a season, whereas Aaron Donald was getting 31.7 or something, also ridiculous uh, like that. So, um, yeah, San Francisco is starting to dip into the Rams territory where they got, you know, like eight dudes making more than 20 plus million dollars. Uh, a season and uh you know that that bill's going to come up to be paid uh you know pretty soon here uh, i think as early as next year cuz i think that with with the people that they're paying uh next season it's like nine guys take up 150 million of or more 
uh, of the salary cap for, or actually I think it's 190 million, and the salary cap for next season is projected to be 240. So they're going to pay 10 dudes like 90 percent of their uh, salary cap, and then try to field uh, you know 45 more guys with the uh, with the remaining 50 million or something like that. So yeah, good luck uh, with that. It it, it 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 won the Rams a championship. But, uh, you know, they've been suffering these last two seasons. In fact, you know, this year is extremely pivotal. Will they be able like, – they had the worst rebound season for a Super Bowl winner ever last year in finishing, what, 6-11, 5-12, whatever it was uh, for them. Just got awful uh, last season. But And, uh, you know, looking to bounce back this year, Aaron Donald missed a good chunk of the season, hurt and all that kind of stuff. So, anyway – Let's go ahead and get it started. This is uh, we're gonna get started with the pick six and dive right in. And of course, we're kicking it off with the kickoff game with Detroit and Kansas City, week number one. The defending world champions opening up their schedule at home in front of the national TV crowd against the Detroit Lions. A very interesting choice by the NFL to have the Lions uh, take on Kansas City first. Um, you know, there was some speculation that we as Bear fans, we might, because we're going to Arrowhead uh, this year, might it be the Bears that are, uh, you know, because not only does the NFL like to start with the world champions at home, they also kind of like to start off with a game that the world champions can win to kind of celebrate because they're going to hang the banner and all, all that kind of stuff. They always like to celebrate, you know, or put a team out there that, that more times than not the world champs are going to beat and the Bears would have been a good candidate. The Lions are, are a great candidate as well, but I think the Lions, um, you know, on paper at least, are a better team uh, than the Bears and, and actually have an outside chance, I think, to win uh, this football game, especially with the developments in Kansas City. And most recently with Travis Kelsey, he hyperextended his knee uh, in practice uh, today on Wednesday and uh, is uh, at best questionable for the game tomorrow. And uh, so we'll see if he ends up playing, plus also the uh, defensive tackle Chris Jones holding out with his contract dispute right now. That's two big players, on one on each side of the ball, that Kansas City is going to be playing without. Now, I, as, as important as Travis Kelsey is to that Kansas City Chiefs offense, uh, we learned last year that uh, the Chiefs will adapt. <laughs> uh, they traded away Tyreek Hill for a basket full of picks uh, to the Dolphins uh, last year. And uh, from their production uh, on the scoreboard and on the field and and everything like that, uh, Mahomes was the MVP. It didn't seem like they missed him at all last year. So, uh, like I said, as, as pivotal and as important as Travis Kelsey is to that offense, Andy Reid and company will figure out a way uh, to uh, – to offset what they're going to lose uh, with him. So on the offensive side, not too worried. The Chiefs are good on defense, but without Chris Jones, that leaves a huge hole in the middle of the field. And for the Lions, who are, are looking to um, try to balance out their offense uh, this year, signing David Montgomery, drafting uh, Gibbs uh, out of uh, Alabama uh, in the first round, you know, it could be something that the, the, the Lions at least try to exploit, especially early on uh, in the ball game. The Chiefs also lost Colin Sanders uh, to free agency. He went off to uh, New Orleans to play for the Saints, fellow Western Illinois Leatherneck, uh, doing us proud and everything. But um, So, I mean, it's, it's going to be a, an interesting 
game. Like I said, an interesting choice for the Lions to be the team that takes on uh, Kansas City because, I, like I said, I think the Lions have an outside chance to win uh, this game. If, uh, and, if, and if they are the team that they're supposed to be, they're going to take advantage of the deficits that Kansas City has, no Chris Jones and no Travis Kelsey. Now, there's also an outside chance that Kelsey will play in the game, but he won't be 100% if he does. And, um, you know, it's like if, if I'm the Chiefs, it's just week one. Uh, it, it's not a game, and it's an NFC. It's an NFC opponent, so it's not even a conference game. It doesn't really add up to you know being that important for the Chiefs. It's it's not a must-win game, and and it's certainly you know all the onus is on the on the Lions because this is a, going to be a year where it's going to be a proving ground for them because the hype is real for the for the Lions. Everyone is out there, uh, me, me me included. They're they're my pick to win the NFC North. This year, but I'm also in. I'm gonna have to see it before I believe it. Mode. It's like on paper and with everything else that's going on in the NFC North this year. Can the Bears? They look like the most stable team, which is odd to say because it's the Lions for Pete's sake. But with Aaron Rodgers gone, this is Jordan Love's first year. Uh, the you know everything that the the Vikings lost on defense and. Kirk Cousins is in his, you know, getting into his late 30s now. You know, can the Bears, uh, you know, can all those weapons that the Bears got for Justin Fields, can Justin Fields be the quarterback that we need for him to be and uh, and all that kind of stuff? On paper, the Lions look like the most stable choice, and therefore they are the favorite in the division. But it's one of those I'm still going to have to see it to believe it because it's still the Lions and they're not known for historically stringing successful seasons together. You know, they usually have one good year, then they go away for a couple years, and then maybe after a, a two, three years, they'll bring in, a, you know, another season and, and things like that. So with them going 9-8 and eight and just missing the playoffs last year, you know, can they build on that? And they certainly have the schedule for it with the NFC South, another wide-open, struggling Division, uh, you know, the AFC West, which is top heavy with the Chiefs uh, and everything, possibly the Chargers, but the Broncos and the and the Raiders have a lot to prove uh, this year. Uh, you know, it's it's a it's a schedule where they can put some wins together, but they have to be the grownups here. They have to live up uh, to this hype. And, you know, they're being forced by the NFL to show their hand early as far as what kind of team are they going to be. It's like if they lose Will they go down swinging? Will they make it a ball game for the Chiefs? Will they look like they belong on the field with them? Or will the Chiefs just come out and do what they've done to so many other teams and just run the Lions off the field? And then for at least the first week in the season, all the doubters will you know will come to the surface. I'm going to be honest with you. Unless Kansas City wins like 63 to nothing, I'm not going to be one of those people. You know, it's Kansas City. It's Week One. You're in Arrowhead. They're they're raising the banner the whole the whole nine yards. You know, if Detroit goes out there and gets smacked around by the Chiefs, it's not really going to be that big a surprise. I'm not going to say that. Well, one week, one game does not a season make. We learned that the hard way last year, Bear fans, when we watched the the Bears smack the 40, 49ers around uh, Week One in the rain uh, last year. And then we went two and fourteen the rest of the way. The 49ers went, you know, what twelve and five or thirteen and four uh, themselves, and and were uh, a healthy quarterback away from possibly going to the Super Bowl last year. So a lot, 
you know, for, for all the weight you want to give that win for the Bears last year over the 49ers, it didn't mean anything by the end of the season. So I won't put all my eggs in the basket that the Lions are pretenders if they go ahead and get smacked around by the Chiefs. It would just be, you know, proving that that they might be ready to take on the division and possibly be a playoff team this year, but they're not ready to hang with the big boys just yet. Like, you know, when they play the 49ers or got, you know, when they make the playoffs or whatever and they play the 49ers or the Eagles or, or whoever uh, in the first round, you can pretty much hang that L on Detroit because they're not ready yet. So the whole division in the NFC North might be a, might be a year away. But, uh, you know, on the Chiefs side of thing, like I said, it's, there's a lot of drama and you wonder if that – if the if the drama is being is a distraction um, with uh, with the Chris Jones uh, thing, you know the contract dispute and, and everything, the rumors that you know the Bears might be among you know a handful of teams interested in trading uh, for Chris Jones. I got very mixed feelings about that because it's kind of like the same thing when talking about um, uh, you know trading for or, or getting um, Saquon Barkley. Uh, and everything, you'd love to have a guy like that. You'd love to have a guy like Jonathan Taylor where, you know, there were rumors the Bears might be interested uh, in him as well when, when uh, you know, the Colts allowed him to go for a trade uh, and everything. The problem isn't the player. It's the fact that, A, we got to give up some kind of draft capital to get him, and then, B, he wants to be one of the best-paid players in his position, and while the Bears could possibly afford it, you know, it's not necessarily money you want to spend, especially for a guy that's that's closing in on 30 and, and plays a position that, uh, you know, takes a lot of wear and tear in the trenches uh, and everything. So it's not so much that I wouldn't love to have that player. It's just what it's going to cost to get him. I don't feel is worth it, to be quite frank. So I'd rather keep going on the path that we're on right now rather than goal because we're, we're not a Chris Jones away from a Super Bowl. I don't, I don't think the Bears are. You know, we're, we're, I think we're still a year away before we're serious contenders. And um, so going for Chris Jones right now, uh, I don't think is, is the play. But you wonder if the, if the drama surrounding Chris Jones and his contract dispute, if that's doing anything to the locker room, if it's getting to the guys and being a distraction. Because that's more so than, than, than a contract negotiation or a holdout or anything. The, the, the organization probably doesn't mind that because that's just part of the business. That's part of the NFL. That's part of them doing what they do. But the distraction and what it can do to the team, you know, emotionally, especially for a guy like Chris Jones, who's looked upon as a leader uh, in the locker room and everything, it could divide the locker room. It could, you know, put undue stress on the team and the season hasn't even started yet. And then you throw in Kelsey with his injury on the eve of the game and, and all that kind of stuff. It's, it could be a lot, but, uh, you know, Andy Reid is a one cool, calm, and collected guy, and he coaches his guys up. So I don't think it's going to be that big a deal. I think the Chiefs have come away with the win here uh, over the Lions, but I would like to see the Lions get a few shots in before, they, uh, before the TKO uh, late in the game, if you know what I'm saying. So give me the Chiefs uh, to win this one. Game number two in our pick six, Cincinnati at Cleveland, and – you know this. This is one of those games, um, and actually, a lot of these, a lot of the other, the other four games in this are, are very much along these lines here about teams that have questions, or uh, you know, Cleveland is one of those teams. As is Pittsburgh, who's in our next game as well. It's one of those teams where 
the season can go either way for them. It's like Cleveland looks to be poised to rebound or, you know, bounce back. They were a playoff team in 2020 uh, before, uh, you know, things went sideways when Baker Mayfield was playing hurt the entire season in 2021. And then things went off the rails, um, you know, last year with, with Watson having to serve an 11 game suspension and, and, you know, them trying to do their best to, to, to tread water while he was out uh, and everything. Now that's all behind him. They, you know, have a full off season to get acclimated with the offense, practice with his teammates and, uh, and everything. Not to mention on paper, Cleveland looks pretty good. Um, the, their defense looks solid. They've still got Amari Cooper. They still have David Njoku. They still have uh, Nick Chubb. And they have Deshaun Watson, who's, you know, going to be starting from day one and is, you know, and despite his personal misgivings and the flawed human being that he is, is a talented, talented quarterback. And, and you know, a, a lot of last season in the six, seven games that he played last year were about knocking the rust off because he didn't play a down in 2021. And then he wasn't playing until late November uh, in, in 2022. So, I mean, he really hasn't played he hasn't played a full season since 2020 and you know now he's had a full off season he's fully acclimated he's in and it's just a matter of can he bounce back and be the player that he was in 2019 and 2020 when he was leading the Texans to playoff berths and things like that so if 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 Deshaun Watson goes the rest of the team will go with him and, you know, Kevin Stefanski and company will, uh, you know, have a good season on their hands and they can probably surprise some people uh, this year. It's like they could be like a backdoor playoff team, uh, in my opinion. And then there's the Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow recovering from that uh, calf strain that kept him out of the entire training camp and into the preseason. He's been he's been uh, practicing fully uh, this week and he looks like he's in line to play on Sunday, whereas when he first got hurt, it was kind of looked upon as something that might cost him the first few weeks of the season. Uh, and last year, the Bengals had to dig themselves out of like an zero and two hole to, to you know to finally to contend for the top seed uh, in the AFC uh, last year. And if they, had, especially that week one game against Pittsburgh, they should have won it. They missed a, they had a field goal. I think they missed like two field goals week one. Uh, the, where they could have put Pittsburgh away and just didn't do it, and, and the Steelers ended up stealing uh, a win. But you know, and then they had a bad showing the, the following week as well. Um, so they, uh, if as far as the AFC, this loaded conference with with all of its talented uh, quarterbacks and and top heavy teams, you can't afford to get off to a slow start. And uh, you know, Cincinnati and Cleveland—that's a rivalry. The bank, there's just something about the Bengals and how they play uh, when they're in Cleveland. It's like the Browns lately always seem to have Cleveland's number, including last season. They played a game on Monday night, and Cleveland beat the uh, beat the Bengals, uh, you know, in uh, in Cleveland uh, and everything. And here it is, the Week One matchup. Burrow get his first action of 2023, having missed the entire uh, preseason. Nursing, uh, you know, he's he's 100 percent and ready to go, but it's uh, those soft tissue injuries that that calf strain, uh, you know, it, you know, wouldn't take a whole lot for him to re-aggravate that, and you know, so they want to be ginger, they want to be careful with him, and 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 all that kind of stuff, which means that it's going to weigh heavily on that offensive line that has been an issue uh, for the Bengals. You know, they they um, they went out and got Orlando Brown. Uh, junior to be their starting uh, left tackle 
um, you know, gave him a bunch of money and uh, to go along with the other investments they've made uh, in the offensive line the last couple of years, including a draft and Jonah Williams is going to be back and, uh, and things like that. It's going to be very important with, with Miles Garrett on the other side, uh, still one of the best pass rushers the league has to offer, keeping Burrow upright, keeping him in a clean pocket so he doesn't have to scramble around and test that calf muscle going to be very, very important. Uh, and despite it all, I, I still like the Bengals to uh, win this one, but it's it's an intriguing matchup. I'm definitely going to have my eye on it uh, on Sunday with the Bears playing in the in the afternoon game uh, and the late game on Sunday. Cincinnati at Cleveland is definitely going to be one that I keep my eye on uh, in that uh, in the early game slots uh, on on Sunday after uh, afternoon because, like I said, Cleveland. On paper, you know, remember when, when we had our, our friend Thomas Stargell from the Battle of Ohio podcast on to preview uh, the Browns at the beginning of our uh, opponent preview series. Very excited about the Browns and, and, and the team that, they're, that they put together, the team that they have going into uh, this season. And, you know, and, and here we are. are. Are they going to be that team that Thomas thinks they're going to be and that some people believe they can be as well? So I, was like, I believe that uh, if Cleveland can put it together, they can be very dangerous this year, and uh, it would make a huge, huge statement, even though they're at home, if they beat uh, you know one of the AFC favorites uh, to kick off the uh, the season to let everyone know the Browns are going to be team to be contended with in, in 2023. But nonetheless, I still like the Bengals. I still believe they are the better team, especially since Burrow is going to play uh, on Sunday. I, uh, I still like the... Uh, the Bengals, but it's uh, it's it's all going to come down to the trenches in that offensive line uh, of the Bengals. Can they hold off Miles Garrett so Burrow doesn't have to run around and test that that uh, you know injured calf or that 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 newly healed uh, calf muscle of his? That's where the game's going to be won or lost, uh, in my opinion. But I'll take the Bengals uh, to win. Moving on uh, to my upset special uh, for the week, it's the 49ers going on the road at Pittsburgh. For the early game, you always got to keep your eye on these games here. The 49ers had to do it last year uh, in Chicago with the Bears, uh, a West Coast team playing the early game in you know either the Central or Eastern time zone where it would be 10 o'clock in the morning on the West Coast for them, you know, playing that early game on the road in Pittsburgh for another team like the Browns. If they can put it together this year, wouldn't they be one of those sneaky playoff teams that could come out of nowhere, possibly even contend for the division, the AFC North, one of the more highly contested uh, divisions this year, especially if all these teams live up to what they appear uh, to be. You know, I have a little less faith in the Steelers than, than I have more faith in the Browns than I do the Steelers, quite frankly. Uh, but, you know, it's year two for Kenny Pickett. They got Najee Harris. They brought in uh, Allen Robinson to go along, uh, you know, with the other weapons that they have in, in Friermuth and, and uh, their other receivers uh, on the team uh, right now. And it's it's week one. It's, like I said, the, the, the West Coast team going as far east as they possibly can, uh, playing in that 10 a.m. slot uh, uh, for them. Uh, and everything, you always got to keep your eye on these uh, types of things. And, and 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 much like the the game that they played last year against the Bears, I'm if the 49ers drop this one, I I wouldn't put a lot of weight 
uh, on it. Uh, you know, they started one and two last year and damn near ran the table and went to the Super Bowl uh, last season. So they, they get off to a slow start uh, in this one and then they lose. You know, you got to always watch those West Coast teams playing, you know, on the East Coast in the early games. It's oh, it, it never seems to go well uh, for them. And they got the Steelers going into one of the more unfriendly places to play a game in Pittsburgh and Heinz Field or whatever the hell they're calling it these days. Um, and, you know, you got a healthy T.J. Watt and uh, and everything, the newly added Joey Porter Jr. to to go along with the rest of their uh, weapons there on uh, on defense, looking to 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 rebound. They they kind of went on a run last year and and kind of you know f- filtered away there at the end. Still got Mike Tomlin his his winning season. So in fifteen seasons or whatever it's been as head coach of the Steelers, he has not had uh, a losing season yet uh, as the head coach. I don't know if that's going to hold this year, but if if the Steelers end up you know being a solid football team this year, we'll see how it ends up going. Like I said, this is my upset special for for uh, you know for our confidence game that a lot of you joined in. And we'll talk about that here in a minute. But um, uh, for I, I picked the Steelers and I put my one grade on that. That's the confidence that I have. Like on paper, the Forty Nine ers should ragdoll the Steelers, and and honestly, I would not be surprised if it happened that way. However. If there's a game that's going to get dropped and, and be a surprise, I think this is the one here where the Steelers defend their home turf. It's one of those week one victories that will probably look worse for the 49ers the further they get away from it uh, kind of thing. I just feel like uh, the Steelers just might have a little extra, kind of like the Bears gave it to them last year, uh, you know, and also have San Francisco calling up the league office and be like, hey, can we start the year in San Francisco? Do we have to win a Super Bowl to make that happen? Or can we not be tra- you know traveling across the goddamn country to start the year every single year so yeah let me i'll take the steelers and like i said i put my one grade on my confidence level uh on that one moving on to our uh game number 4 of our pick 6 we got the packers at the bears and uh you know this one obviously is near and dear uh to my heart it's it's a game that that uh makes a lot of people nervous as far as bear fans our concern, Aaron Rodgers is gone. It's the Jordan Love era. This is the moment we've all been waiting for. And not only is Aaron Rodgers gone, but Ryan Poles did a hell of a job improving the roster from top to bottom this offseason, adding DJ Moore in the trade uh, for the number one pick. And, you know, we got a full offseason uh, for Chase Claypool. Darnell Mooney is healthy again. Cole Komet's got an extension. We brought in Robert Tunyon and Mercedes Lewis. Uh, to you know, to fill up that uh, tight end uh, room, you know we got Khalil Herbert. We brought in De- Deontay Foreman and drafted Roshan Johnson coming out of the uh, the backfield. We bolstered the offensive line. Darnell Wright, uh, our top pick, and and signed Nate Davis uh, to you know to be our right guard and everything. It's it's all better. All of it is better. I mean, as somebody tweeted out yesterday. Um, a comparison of the week one depth chart for 2022 versus the week one depth chart for 2023. And it's night and day, absolutely night and day looking at, I mean, just look at the receivers. This is like the only thing common is Darnell Mooney. And then you have Byron Pringle, Dante Pettis, you know, it was like Equinemia St. Brown was like still like number two or number three uh, on the depth chart. Well, he will be like five or something on this current depth chart uh, for us uh, and, and everything. 
like that. So it's it's a vast improvement uh, on the offense. Now it's just a matter of, you know, Justin Fields is flying without a net now. He has no excuses. You know, he was able to do what he was able to do, nearly broke the rushing record for a quarterback uh, last year, got close uh, to challenging Lamar Jackson's uh, record from 2019. But we still had the worst passing offense in the NFL uh, last year, by probably by like a lot, to 130 yards a game. It's you can't win football games, and we didn't. We went three and fourteen uh, last year. Um, you know, guys going down, guys getting hurt. The offensive line was a problem. He was running for his life, and so on. Now, everything on paper is improved. It's better than it's ever been while he's been on the team, and now that now it falls on him. And this is a huge year for Justin Fields because the Bears have some big decisions to make at the end of this season. Is Justin Fields going to be our quarterback for the next decade? Are we going to sign him to that big, hefty contract extension after this year? Or are we going to take that extra second rounder we got from Carolina in the Bryce Young trade, package that up with this, that, and the other to see if we can go up and get a Caleb Williams or a Drake May or uh, you know any other top flight quarterback because, uh, you know, 2024 is shaping to be the best quarterback draft of all time to listen to the experts uh, talk about it. This is a huge year for Fields, and he's out of excuses now. You know, Ryan Poles went out there and bolstered the talent around him, you know, uh, revamped the offensive line, and on top of that also improved the defense as well so they're not going to have to score 40-something points a game to to, to win, or, or so one would hope. Anyway, Tremaine Edwins, TJ Edwards, to go along with uh, Demarcus Walker, Yannick Ngakwe. We brought in Andrew Billings. We still have Justin Jones drafting Zach Pickens and Gervon Dexter, uh, Tyreek Stevenson to bolster the, the secondary along with Kyler Gordon, Jalen Johnson, Eddie Jackson, uh, and uh, Brisker, Jaquan Brisker, who was a huge uh, contributor last year. I mean, the Bears are a lot better than they were on paper. That's the qualifier, on paper. So, in, And this is the game. You know, the NFL had to give us Green Bay first. They just had to. And, um, you know, we've got the Packers who have similar situation with a, a new quarterback that's got a lot to prove after sitting on the bench behind Rodgers for the last uh, three years. This is a guy they traded up to get uh, in the 2020 draft, and then he sat on the bench behind Rodgers uh, the last three seasons. He does have his flaws. He's has his moments, and on top of it, the Packers are hurting. Romeo Dobbs and uh, Christian Watson, their top two receivers, are hurt right now, and the odds of them playing on Sunday are not looking good. And the depth behind those guys is you know, uncharacteristically a bunch of no names as far as the Packers, uh, you know, depth at wide receiver, it's not looking good, which can be a huge uh, thing for the bears to take advantage of. And, and uh, you know, basically it's going to come down to, uh, you know, if you can stop Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon uh, in the running game, bottle up those tight ends, you know, uh, put the ball all in Jordan loves hands uh, to throw to receivers that are either not as good or not healthy that could bode well uh, for the Bears, which, and I also feel like the Bears are in a no-win situation with this game, because if we win, we should have won. Our roster is better. 
The Packers don't have Aaron Aaron uh, Rodgers uh, anymore. They're not as good a football team as they were uh, a year ago. We were supposed to win this game. You know, it would be like, yeah, I've I've never been arrested in my whole life. Well, dickhead, you're not supposed to get arrested. So big deal. You want a pat on the back for for not being a criminal? Congratulations. But you know, like if if we win this game, we're we're supposed to win. You know, for the first time in a long time, on paper, we have the better team. And we have the better quarterback in the rival for the first time in 30 freaking years. Uh, you know, so it, it's, it's time for us to go out there and do it. So there's a lot of anxiety uh, surrounding this game, especially for Bear fans, because it's the Packers, and we want to win this game. We want to beat the Packers. We want, this, we want this rivalry to be a rivalry again. And the only way it's going to be a rivalry is if the Bears start winning some of these goddamn games. So, and this, we're primed to take this one. You know, we're, we're catching the Packers at the right time. This team is still trying to, you know, get its feet with their new quarterback in, uh, in hand and, and all that kind of stuff. Granted, the Bears are still trying to do the same thing, but we're playing in an offense that, uh, you know, we've got a better handle on. We're in year two uh, of our system when year, you know, three uh, of our quarterback being on the team and, and all that kind of stuff. It favors the Bears, even though they're like a 1.5 favorite uh, as far as betting odds uh, are concerned. The, the Bears are the favorite in this one, and, and I can't remember the last time the Bears were favored to win a Packers game, but uh, this is one of them. So it's, it's a heavy, heavy burden. It's, it's a lose-lose situation uh, for the Bears, or our, you know, as I said before, a no-win situation, because if we win, we were supposed to, and if we lost, then like, well, I guess you weren't all that either. You know? So there's a lot of pressure on the bears and, and I hope that they're, I hope they aren't feeling the pressure. You know what I'm saying? I, I hope that they're just going to go out there and play a football game and realize there's 16 more after that and, and not try to, you know, win the Super Bowl week one or, or thinking that if they win week one, that, that we're good. You know, there's still a lot of football left to be played after this. So I guess maybe I'm saying this so that we as a bear fan base, don't put all our eggs into the week one basket and just, you know, throw this team out the throw the baby out with the bathwater if we lose this one on Sunday. I don't think that we will, but it's still the Packers and they've had our number for the last twenty years. So there's a pretty great possibility we could lose this game uh as well. So the Bears have done a fantastic job of disappointing us week in, week out over the last several years. So what's one more year? You know what I'm saying? But uh, I am going to take the Bears on this one, and I think when I did my uh, picks for it, my confidence level was low. Like I think at, at the highest, it's my, it might be a six, but I, I think it was more like a three or a four. So, game number five, another division matchup out on the West Coast. We got the we got the Raiders and the Broncos, the the two lesser teams of the AFC West in twenty twenty two, both looking to rebound from disastrous seasons last year the Raiders had a year where they just simply could not get out of their own way Derek Carr having a had of an, an abysmal season to the point where he was benched for like the last three or four games uh, of the season he's gone he's in New Orleans now with the Saints you know with the new life uh, and everything Jimmy Garoppolo is now in at quarterback uh, being reunited with Josh McDaniels, who coached him when he was a backup in uh, New England. And, um, you know, Denver, they fired their coach before the season was, before his first season, like 13 games into his first season as head coach, he was fired uh, by the Broncos. He was that much 
of a disaster, and this was on the heels of making the trade for Russell Wilson that was supposed to shake up the AFC West. And it's just, you know, it did not happen. Russell Wilson was a disaster, along with the rest of the team, except for their defense. Their defense was amazing last year. And it was something like if they'd scored 19 points, they would have won like 14 of their games or something like that last year. It was really, really bad. You know, like they just they just did not need much help from the offense, and they couldn't even get that. And, um, you know, if their defense can keep doing what it was doing and Sean Payton coming in to take over as head coach and making some improvements, resuscitating Russell, what's left of Russell Wilson's career, the Broncos could be a team that uh, could make some noise if it all works out. Um, we'll have to wait and see how that goes. You know, Sean Payton is a genius, but Russell Wilson is not Drew Brees. So I um, will have to see how that one uh, goes. But it's like, to me, this was one of the more intriguing uh, matchups because both of these teams have a ton to prove uh, this year. The Raiders uh, as well, because McDaniel, he could be gone uh, after this year if if it doesn't... uh, work out. Denver, on the other hand, would basically have to rehaul the roster if Russell Wilson comes out and craps the bag for a second season in a row with Sean Payton, you know, uh, directing him uh, this time around. It's like they'll go all in on a quarterback next year if Wilson uh, poops the bed a second time. So, but, you know, there's a lot, a lot of pressure on both of these teams uh, to produce. So they'll both be starting from scratch in 2024 um, with the quarterbacks and, uh, and and things like that. But, you know, both teams, extremely talented, uh, have some very talented players. Uh, hopefully the, the Broncos, I think one of the other things that really bothered the Broncos was their health. And, like, by the end of the season, they had no healthy receivers uh, on the field uh, and everything. Uh, Vegas, on the other hand, they've got Max Crosby. Um, they do have this drama going on with Chandler Jones. Like he's being locked out of the facility. They won't let him work out and, uh, and all that wondering what's going on with that, uh, and everything. But it is just also kind of telltale of a bad organization that these things are coming to light or that the player would be so pissed that he would share it on social media, uh, and things like that. wonder what kind of distraction that could cause, uh, for the team, uh, and things like that. Um, and let me, I'm going to actually have to look because I don't remember. I think I picked the Broncos because they're at home. I think that I gave them the, uh, the uh, advantage because they're at home, because Sean Payton is a better coach than uh, – yep, and I put a two spot on the – yeah, that's how confident I am. Uh, I went with the Broncos, and I put a two on it. Uh, and I did put a six on the Bears, so now that I'm looking at it. Six on the Bears uh, for that one. So, yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm taking the Broncos because they're at home. And, um, you know, Sean Payton debut and uh, Mile High being one of the toughest places to, to visit. Uh, division rival, that kind of thing. Going to go with the Broncos uh, with this one. But like I said, confidence level was at a two uh, for this one. And then finally, a, a what, out of six games, our fourth division uh, rivalry game. And, of course, this one had to be it. It's the finale for week one, the Monday night game for the Bills at the Jets, which is Josh Allen versus Aaron Rodgers. Uh, his debut, his official debut as, as quarterback uh, 
uh, of the Jets. I'm sure we've all been watching uh, Hard Knocks and and uh, seeing how acclimated uh, Rodgers is uh, to you know to his new team and how they t- are taking to him and uh, and things like that. Um, I think I came away with with a lot more respect for Robert Sala uh, as a coach. Very impressed with him and the way he coaches his football team uh, and everything. Uh, big fan of his coming out of this uh, Hard Knocks session. Still wish it was the Bears, but what are you going to do? But, um, you know, it, it's it's been interesting, you know, watching the Jets behind the scenes on Hard Knocks. Um, and and the Bills, again, one of the, one of the favorites in the AFC – Starting on the road, starting against the the Jets, the Jets with a lot to prove here. They had an opportunity to to beat the Bills last year and 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 came up short. Did they win the first one? I think they split the series with the Jets last year. Like they, you know what? Um, that's right. They the Buffalo lost the game in New York last year. It was like a a turnover from uh, Allen or something like that that cost them the game. But you know. The with the Jets, another one of these teams that can make a serious move this year, not just because they have Aaron Rodgers, but because of everything else they've been doing. You know, you know, they drafted Quinnen Williams. They got him signed uh, to an extension. They drafted the offensive and defensive rookie of the year last year in, in Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson, uh, the wide receiver uh, and everything. They added Dalvin Cook uh, late in uh, in the preseason uh, to go along with Brees Hall uh, and everything that, you know, it's a team that's that's ready to make moves, um, but they're in the same division with a team that's that's owned the division in the last couple of uh, years and is favored to do it once again uh, with the Buffalo Bills. So they'll be playing without Von Miller uh, for at least the first four weeks, still recovering from that knee injury that he suffered uh, in the Thanksgiving game against Detroit uh, last year. They've got, you know, still got Stephon Diggs. They drafted uh, Kincaid out of uh, Utah in the first round, the, the the tight end to go with Dawson Knox uh, as well. And uh, you know, so they've uh, they've added, you know, as one of those rich getting richer type things with that uh, draft choice uh, there. They still have Ed Oliver and company on the defensive side. Don't have Tremaine Edmonds anymore, so replacing him uh, will be difficult. But you know, they had a plenty of other talent on that defense. Uh, as well to sustain and you know it's going to come down to uh you know who wants it more i guess in this in this week one who who's who's going to fold and and, and take the l and and it's a division game national tv and all that kind of stuff a spotlight that uh, aaron Rodgers is very familiar with uh you know will the bright lights uh, bother buffalo or will the bright lights actually hurt the the jets who besides aaron Rodgers? Not a team that gets featured on national TV very much. So, you know, will the bright lights affect them um, and, and uh, you know, distract them from, uh, from the task at hand and, and end up costing them uh, the uh, victory? So I do like the Jets. Or, no, actually, I take that back. I like the Bills uh, in this one. Put a four uh, level on my confidence uh, for that one as, uh, as well. So would not be surprised that the Jets pulled this one out. Um, but I, I still like Buffalo right now to be that team in the division and for them to cement that in this ball game on Monday. So for our pick six, give me Kansas City over Detroit, Cincinnati over Cleveland, Pittsburgh over San Francisco on my upset special, take the Bears over the Packers, 
the Broncos over the Raiders and the Bills over the Jets. So there's our pick six. And, um, yeah, before we get to our all-out blitz to close out the show, I want to thank you guys because we had 28 people sign up for the Pick'em game. Apparently there isn't uh, a limit. Um, I don't know if there's um, if there's time to add because I, I got an email today about, uh, you know, the deadline for making picks. I waited till the last minute today uh, to do it. So I, I don't know what time the cutoff is, but if you can't get signed up by, by today on Thursday, when most of you are listening to this, uh, I would discourage you from doing so. Cause then you would just be behind. You wouldn't be able to catch up and, uh, and all that kind of stuff, unless you went undefeated for like six weeks in a row or something like that. But, uh, I do want to thank everyone who did sign up. Uh, it started with me and I did get my mom signed up. So 26 others, uh, of you uh, signed up for the Pick'em game, going to challenge the champ to see um, if you can uh, if you can do it. And again, win loss is important, but not as important as making the right choices with those confidence uh, values. And uh, the point total is what's going to win uh, this thing. So, want to thank everybody. That was a response that was larger than I was expecting, uh, and thankfully there wasn't a limit on how many people could sign up. So we didn't have to, you know, start another league and and have to mess with all of that. So thank everybody for signing up. I'm really looking forward uh, to this, to competing with all of you guys. And I will keep you updated in the review shows on how everybody's picks are doing, what the standings look like, and so on and so forth. Maybe even drag one or two of you on here to to make your picks with me uh, at some point. So just uh, keep that in your back pocket. So. All right, there's our pick six. That's uh, going to close out our main segment. What do you say we go ahead and close this bad boy out with the all-out blitz and get ready for week number one? <laughs> we begin our all-out blitz in Baltimore, hosting the Houston Texans. Debut of D'Amico Ryan, C.J. Stroud in Houston. Debut of a new-look offense led by a new offensive coordinator, Todd Monken. And the newly paid Lamar Jackson to go along with OBJ and first-round pick Zay Flowers. Uh, going to be an interesting matchup. Can D'Amico Ryans bolster that defense with Will Anderson and, and produce like he did when he was the D.C. in San Francisco? I don't think so. Give me the Ravens to win at home over the Texans. <laughs> Tampa Bay at Minnesota for our next ball game. It's our, our first Tom Brady-less offense for the Buccaneers since 2020, now led by Baker Mayfield. It's a sophomore season for Kevin O'Connell after a 13-4 division-winning year uh, last year for the Vikings. They made it to the playoffs. They lost in the wildcard round. Like I said, they trimmed a lot of uh, fat on their defense this season. They did bring, bring in Brian Flores to be their new defensive coordinator. They feel that may be addition by subtraction, getting rid of uh, Ed um, Donatel as their defensive coordinator. I do like the Vikings at home because I do not think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be a very good football team this year, but I think this will be one of few wins the Vikings are actually able to string together this year. So give me the Vikings over the Buccaneers. <laughs> Carolina at Atlanta, an NFC South divisional matchup featuring Bryce Young and Frank Reich uh, the new for the new look Panthers in 2023. Arthur Smith and his loaded offense with the newly drafted B. John Robinson to go along with Last year's top pick in Drake London and 
Kyle Pitts, their top pick from the year before. Desmond Ritter is their quarterback. I like the Falcons at home to 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 win this one. We'll see how that uh, how the debut goes for Bryce Young. That offensive line is going to have to keep him upright so that uh, less than ideal sized body of his uh, will stay out of harm's way. Give me the Falcons at home over the Panthers. <laughs> Arizona and Washington as the Cardinals begin their tank for 2024. No Kyler Murray, no DeAndre Hopkins, no J.J. Watt or anyone else worth talking uh, about. The, the quarterback that is most likely to start the game uh, on Sunday was somebody that they traded for two weeks ago uh, in Josh Dobbs, who was a backup in Cleveland uh, at the time. So uh, that tells you everything you need to know about the Cardinals and where they're headed uh, this year. The Commanders, on the other hand, they have brand new owners, so literally everyone is playing for their job this year, including head coach uh, Ron Rivera uh, and everyone else. Uh, the future starts now because uh, the Commanders might not be the Commanders next year. They might change the name and do the whole thing, just just rip it out by the roots and start all over again. So this is an all-important year that begins on Sunday for the Commanders. I will take the Commanders because I if, if the Cardinals win three games this year, I will be floored. This is not going to be one of them. If they pull it off, give me the commanders. Jacksonville at Indianapolis. The Jags looking to keep the momentum from 2022 with their, you know, they they come, they come in late. They steal the division. They won a wild card game and uh, gave the Chiefs a hell of a game, at least for the first half in the divisional round. Looking to improve upon that in year two under Doug Peterson. Uh, Indianapolis, on the other hand, is going to trot out their top rookie quarterback, Anthony Richardson, for new head coach Shane Steichen. Uh, the offensive line has been taking some lumps. Even Quentin Nelson is struggling uh, these days. Give me the Jaguars on the road over the Colts uh, in Indy. <laughs> Tennessee at New Orleans. Uh, one of the more interesting games outside of our pick six, Derek Carr's debut. Tennessee looking to bounce back from that huge collapse uh, in 2022 where they literally just gave the division away uh, to the Jaguars. I still like Derek Carr and company in their debut over the the Titans in New Orleans. Give me the Saints at home. (laughs) Philadelphia at New England. Philly begins their defense of their NFC crown on the road at Foxborough. New England honoring Tom Brady, but Philly's just going to be too much. Uh, Mac Jones and company not going to be able to pull this one off. Give me the Eagles on the road. (laughs) Another divisional matchup, AFC West rivals the Rams in Seattle. Picking up where they left off, uh, the Rams in Seattle uh, played Week 18 last year in Seattle, so they're starting where they ended last year. The Rams looking to try and bounce back from the worst Super Bowl winning uh, season uh, in a long, they went 5-12, and 12, I think, last year. The worst ever from a defending world champion. Seattle looks poised to challenge San Francisco for the division, but can't overlook these former champions. But I'll take Seattle uh, at home over uh, the Rams. <laughs> last two games, we got Miami, the Dolphins at the Chargers. So uh, I guess SoFi is going to be, you know, a lot of turquoise and orange. Or aqua and orange, I should say, because the Chargers, are, you know, they they call it a home game, but the Chargers have no fans. But what are you going to do? Both teams made the playoffs last year, but injuries hampered their seasons. Tua in and out of the lineup and everything like that. The Chargers just absolutely just murked by injuries last year. Joey Bosa, uh, among many, many others that hurt the Chargers last year, still managed to go 10-7 and to make the playoffs. 
and the Chargers are only on for 2023 because they've uh, they've given Justin Herbert his money, so they're not going to be able to afford the team that they have now. Uh, either they do it in 2023 or they go back to the drawing board uh, next season. So they have to get off to a good start. Give me the Chargers at home over the Dolphins. <laughs> and then finally, the Sunday night matchup between the Giants and the Cowboys, another division rival uh, to close out uh, to close out this uh, the Sunday schedule. Kellen Moore out as offensive coordinator of the Cowboys. Brian Schottenheimer is in. Two 2022 playoff teams looking to get back to the postseason and challenge Philly for the division. Could there be a sophomore slump for the Giants, who were one of the surprise teams last year? No one was expecting much of anything out of Brian Dable and company. They go 11 and five or something like that, and win, go to the the wild card round, and, and beat the Vikings on the road, and uh, and everything. You know would all come crashing back down uh, to reality for them now that the NFL's had a year to scout them. I don't know. We'll see. But I'll still take the Cowboys on the road to close it out. <laughs> and that's going to do it for us, guys. That is going to close out the uh, debut episode of the fourth phase, our NFL uh, show. Come back tomorrow when we will be previewing Bears, Packers for week one on the Bears Talk Underground. Uh, our, our friend Evan Western Decided that getting married was more important than being on the show, so he's off doing that. Paul Noonan, also from Acme Packing Company, will be on the show to help us preview week one Bears Packers. So come back tomorrow for that. This has been the fourth phase. We'll see you tomorrow on the Bears Talk Underground. Peace.